people are significantly less lonely these days than they were during pandemic, unsurprisingly. Well, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, maybe not being lonely means you also don't watch NASCAR. At least some of these people. I'm hopeful. I don't maybe. know. Maybe. Yeah, I want these people who aren't watching it. It's not because they don't want to watch NASCAR. It's because they're doing stuff. It's because they're not lonely. Like I <laughs> yeah. What's up, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of the Big One Podcast. I'm your boy, New Guy. And isn't this an interesting uh, twist of fate? We only have one co-host this mm. week. Love when that happens. It's B-Boy. It's B-Boy. How do you feel about me referring to you as the co-host? And that we have one co-host, which implies... That you're I'm not one. Interesting. Um... Honestly, or at I the don't very care. least, that's a good point. I feel I'm, like I'm saying I'm not a co-host. I feel like if anything, the co-host versus coast or versus host thing becomes very clear when you just think about who has been here for each and every single one and hasn't missed one yet, and who has. So, and not not just this season ever. I've never missed one. Um. All right, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Um. Uh, we're the Big One Podcast. We talk about motorsports. NASCAR, mostly, also sometimes F1, and B-Boy loves this Formula E. Mm-hmm. I, I, I enjoy it too, but I've been, it's warmed my heart to see your love of Formula E just grow and blossom into a beautiful flower. I like know the teams now. It's a big yeah. deal. I still don't know who's the your favorite. Who's your favorite uh, uh, Formula E driver right now? Formula E driver? So I haven't really yeah. attached. The drivers change over so much year to year from what I've realized that I haven't really attached to anyone this year and there's no like clear favorite there's no like there's nobody that's like been super consistent each and every week and so I've yet to find mm-hmm. that that diamond in the rough you know I, I attached to Kyle Larson a long I mean, time ago and this is I, an incredible way to dodge the question I am a least favorite? I don't have one I, a least favorite oh yeah. uh I do actually hold on I'm gonna get his this guy's name I have a least favorite for sure. Who's that? And while you're looking it up, I'm gonna say my least favorite, unless you've got him right now. No, I'm pulling. I'm pulling it up. Go ahead. Okay, my least favorite is Buemi. Oh, he's whiny. He's yeah. got a punchable face. Um, and his name is Sebastian Buemi. <laughs> yeah, that's so, a that's a pretty douchebaggy type name. What else do you need? Yeah. Oh, I don't like uh, Lucas Degrassi. That's his oh, yeah, okay, nice. Mahindra. He's Brazilian, right? Uh, yes. I I find him to be nice. super annoying, especially anytime they key his mic. Uh, I just find him to be super whiny. Um, so. excellent. Yeah. Well, uh, all you listeners out there, tweet us with your favorite or least favorite Formula E driver at Podcast Big One. You can email us at podcastbigone at gmail dot com. I kind of messed that up. Um, email me at endlessbread6 at thankgoodnessitisfridays.com. Um, this week, actually, uh, we have a sponsor that Baby G has given us. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. For anyone wondering, Baby G is in Spain. Mm. That's pretty cool. A taste of the Orient. See. Si. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but he brought us, he got us an excellent sponsor, Murphy's Bar and Grill. 
in Shawano, Wisconsin. Home of the Sun Drop and Flappers, which are wings. Mm. Makes sense. Flap, flap, flap. Mm-hmm. That's what wings do. Uh, it burned down five years ago. And... I don't know what this last bit. Scott's turf builder next week. Oh, I, that's spoiler. A, okay, spoiler. Now <laughs> <laughs> we don't have the notes yet for next week, so I I decided who next week's sponsor is going to be. Uh, yeah, uh, waiting on the payment to come through. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe so, they won't pay us now. Um, we'll but, see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I have a good sponsor as well. So uh, this week's secondary sponsor is Shrekfest. Shrekfest. Um, it, yeah, it happens just outside of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh. It's to celebrate all things Shrek. There is a raw onion eating contest, um, among other things. So, Shrek Fest, go to it. I've not been, but I, I think I would enjoy it. It seems like my kind of dumb. Um, You want to talk about this here truck race? Yeah, let's get uh, let's jump right into it. Um, I'm also noticing that I didn't keep full notes on the heat stuff uh, when it came to the trucks, but I'll go through at least the heats that I have notes on and what I can right. remember. Did you get to watch much of the truck race? No. Okay. Unfortunately, well, that's cool. It's because I was doing gardening. Oh. I was getting outside. I was enjoying the weather. I'm with you, man. I I finally had a sunny window here in Portland enough to mow my lawn. It was a glorious thing last night that I got to do that. And I loved every bit of it. I had to charge my battery once in between, but I got it I finally, my garden has been so ugly for so long, and I finally ripped all of the ivy out of there. I bought some bricks. It looks great. Terrace that thing out, plant a bunch of snapdragons, and I bought a pair of chairs and a little table. And I got home, and my downstairs neighbor was hanging out down there with his buddy, and it warmed my damn heart. That's awesome. That's awesome. Landlords. Right, let's, let's talk truck. Let's talk trucks. Talk truck. Before we talk trucks, let's talk the, the the most controversial thing of the weekend, which is I th- I think was the most controversial thing of the weekend, which is the choose drone. You saw Whoa, that, did people right? Not like it. Do pe- people did not like it? A lot of people. Well, actually, that's not true. I think there was a mixture in the people that just were like, "That's dumb. Use a cone, fucking NASCAR." Of course they did this, and were like upset about it. And then there were the people that were just like. Fucking NASCAR, like, you could have used a cone. I'm so glad you used the drone. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's the right amount of dumb for the gimmick that is racing on dirt anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I fucking loved it. I want it on a yeah. t-shirt. I, you know, we've talked about making t-shirts for this podcast. I really was considering just putting the choose drone on the t-shirt and then having, like, at podcast big one on the back or something. Because um, yeah. I I think it's so funny. I love it. It's I love every bit of it. Hilarious. So good. It um, is. I think that the fact that like the light that it's dangling below it is like this weird grid that yeah. isn't even a sh- the shape of the like choose marker on yeah. most tracks. It's just an X. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Um. I yeah. I thought it was great. Um, overall though, it was cool because it got a really good overview shot that I like, even if they don't use the choose drone, cause they have obviously the painted box for the other tracks. I like the idea of flying the drone immediately, like over that box and getting that shot from now on. It's yeah. really cool to see the drivers coming at you and like flipping and going left or right or whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, the other thing to call out is, uh, Blaney spotted for Logano, which was cool. Um, oh, and nice. uh, Kyle Larson, they said was spotting for Raja, 
but it definitely seemed like he was mostly there just for like advice and uh apparently like raja went out of his way to ask kyle to to go and do it apparently sucked up to him and told him that he's the best dirt racer ever or whatever um but that was still cool i think it's i think it's cool for for those guys to be involved in that way um heat one the notes that i have are that uh Rhodes wins um deegan finished second but ended up with the most points out of the first heat um which the way that they did their qualifying it was based on you had a drawing that put you into a heat in that drawing you had a position that you would start and then the high like the first place got 10 points second place got nine third place got eight and then you also got a point for every position you moved forward during the heat and so Deegan got to start I think like sixth and finished second so she got 13 total points four for advancing positions and nine from the race which is it was pretty cool um heat two Stuart Friesen wins and Zane Smith gets the most by finishing second same sort of thing he moved up the most positions and uh, I believe he started on the pole um for the for the overall race which was dope but it didn't matter because uh Joey Logano just dominated this whole fucking thing one stage one wins stage two and then wins the race he led 138 of 150 laps. Damn. Yep. That's pretty dominant. Yeah. Um, the race was yeah, good. Yeah, I, I, like, the bits that I was able to catch, I did remember seeing Joey in front. He was so just gone. That, uh, that yeah. adds up. Yeah. Like, if you judge a race, and this will be a, a common theme as we get into the cup race, if you judge a race strictly based on battles for the lead and, and lead changes, these races were absolutely awful but if you judge it by like difficulty to pass the track being pretty good for what it is uh dirt track trying to hold up cup cars um and and trucks uh it was really good in my opinion um so yeah the rest of the race was pretty good but it was a lot of accidents were there in that one so okay so it was a wreck fest gotcha. it, it was but like though someone put this in perspective for me because i was thinking oh it was a wreck fest and i kind of thought the same a little bit about cup but like if it was regular Bristol with uh, concrete, that's a wreck fest too. Yeah. That's so a good like, point. you know, is it that different, or are you just mad about it because it's on dirt, right? Like, uh, mm. you know. So anyway, um, Joey wins everything um, in that in that race. Uh, it was nothing really uh, going there. I was feeling really good about my pick because I picked him um, for the cup race, and then uh, nothing panned out very well. Oof. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. Uh oh. Yeah, jumping. Good old we, Joseph. We can jump right into the cup race. Do you want to go over yeah, some of the heats? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so uh, heat one, uh, Dylan wins. Reddick and Bell got the most points in second and third. Do you know where they started? Um, I'm not sure, but Bell must have started one further behind Reddick because they tied for the most points on that. So. Gotcha. Nice. And he finished right behind him in third. So, uh, Heat two, Blaney wins. Blaney was doing pretty well. Uh, in the main event mm-hmm. as well for most of it. Yeah. Uh, Byron also got 10 points in second. Well done, William. Where, how, how did he do in the main race? I don't remember seeing a huge amount of him. I'm not sure where I he finished attention. overall. I think he was like somewhere around like the 10th, the 15th position for the majority of the race. Gotcha. But what yeah. what's interesting is what I'm noticing here now reflecting on the heat races versus like the race race is like most of the guys that did well in the heats ended up doing well in the race, so... Yeah. Um, for at least we're performing well. Maybe they didn't get good finishes, but yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, Heat Three, Larson wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yaley finishes third, but is the second most points behind Larson. Mm-hmm. Larson went heat from like sixth to first in like the first lap Damn. of the heat. 
and yeah, had the most points, and that's why he started on the pole overall. That's so. a dirt track racer, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, heat four, our, our dear friend Bubba Wallace wins, mm-hmm. and uh, Kyle Busch gets second with the most points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'll say that like of those four heats, I think Dylan Blaney and Bubba all started first in their heat. So they and they finished first. The only one that didn't start first and ended up winning was Larson. Um, so nice. Yeah. Um, um, moving on to the main event, you want to take us through these stages? Sure. Yeah. Our stage one winner was Larson. He started on uh, as the leader for the stage, and uh, ended that way. Again, same sort of thing that we saw in the truck race. The the person that was out front uh, generally stayed out front. But there was a lot of good battles uh, through Stage 1. Um, at the end of Stage 1, though, four guys stay out, and that includes Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick gets to start Stage 2 up front, and in doing so, uh, he wins Stage 2. So, theme continuing. And then we get to Stage 3. Uh, Christopher Bell stays out. He gets to start first, and he wins the race. Although, mm. it, it got close. It got close there, um, there towards the end. Um some of the race recap moments, some of the moments that I called out in here. Um, Bubba spun early, lap 13, um, and then Joey backed his way into some barrels uh, that, that needed to then be repaired. There were lots of spins overall, um, and oh, yeah. Joey had a lot of trouble and eventually had to retire. Um, just basically, once he got mired in the back, he just kept being in almost every accident in some way. Um, Man, which normally freaking... I'm all, all for, but I had picked him, so I was not happy. Yeah. Um, NASCAR if team. I may, uh, Brad Keselowski spun three times by the halfway point of the race. Ooh. It was almost exactly at the halfway point of the race that he had his third spin. He's not good at this track. All right, at, yeah. at this track on dirt, let's very, yeah. be very, very yeah. specific. Um, yeah, him and Hamlin and certain guys, like, they're big old haters, and uh, they have a right to be because they suck yeah. at, at this yeah. track. So. Yeah. yeah um i like whoever wrote this 360 no scopes all over the place that's oh, yeah yeah is that you uh-huh. or is that baby g that was me oh, oh okay. yeah i like it they it really picked up as the track got more slick as well mm. but it was kind of funny just how many times people just did full 360s mm. and kept on driving yeah which honestly was there. fantastic for uh we had a lot of cautions yeah and it was Could great have had way that more. people were able to do full 360s and walk away. Yeah. I, this is what I was about to get into. There seemed to be a lot of inconsistency in the way in which NASCAR called cautions. Um, how what? Was... NASCAR? Inconsistent with cautions? <laughs> Hard to believe. I like. I think the way that I deciphered the way in which they were calling them was like if a guy got spun and ended up backwards on the track and didn't get refired after a second or two, then they would call it. If the guy spun and continued on, then they wouldn't call it, which is a reasonable way to kind of go about it. But then there were still outliers on that, like the final caution that like set up everything with like 19 to go, I think it was, or or 30 or something to go, 29 maybe, um, was uh, Kyle Busch spinning and he spun into pit lane. He did one of those 360s that he was good and literally like nothing. There was no reason to throw that caution Um, and they did anyway, so... Um, but yeah, I, I thought like the best racing of the whole event happened right at the end of stage two, where it was a battle between Kyle Busch, Reddick and Austin Dillon. And that was fucking awesome. Like Reddick was trying to get by and then he didn't and Dillon got back and Dillon almost went for the lead. 
and each of the drivers fucked up a little bit and almost put the other guys in the wall. Austin Dillon almost puts Kyle Busch in the wall. Reddick takes advantage and goes by both of them and ends up winning the stage, even though it didn't look like he had the better car at that time. Um, it was awesome. That was that was some really, really phenomenal racing. Like, if we had only seen those 30 laps, I don't think anyone could uh, disagree with this being just an amazing, amazing race. So, yeah. um, And the end was how, good, too. How did you feel overall about this race? It's it's pretty good. Um, it, like, it was the best of the dirt races, and I thought last year's was really, really good, too. Yeah, I thought it was a real, very, very entertaining. I understand why people are upset and would rather like the concrete races because those are generally pretty good. I'm really excited to see how the new uh, short track package will translate for Bristol. But yeah. as long as the dirt race keeps bringing fans to the track, which is what it's supposed to do, then it deserves to keep its seat, basically, in my opinion. And uh, even though attendance may be didn't look as good as the year that I was there a year ago. Um, I heard from what I saw online that it was slightly better. So nice. You know, if that's still if that's what's what what's happening there, then it's doing fine in terms of uh, viewership. The same kind of like fourteen to I think it was like twelve to fourteen percent dip from year to year happened. Um, some of that might be a bit of a Chase Elliott effect, but the rest of it is just like uh, what we've talked about multiple times on here, right? So yeah. Um, no difference. Dirt didn't make a difference in that. I don't think if they had raced on concrete that they were going to gain the 15% no. of viewers. So No. Yeah. You know, I like to hopefully think that a decent amount of the drop-off is that people are actually going outside and doing stuff. There's and a good chance for that. I mean, the post-COVID effect, yeah, potentially. Yeah. yeah. I was just listening to uh, another podcast 538 where they talk about like uh surveys and statistics mm -hmm. and they're talking about how like people are significantly less lonely these days than they were during pandemic unsurprisingly well, sure. yeah <laughs> uh, and you know maybe not being lonely means you also don't watch nascar at least some of these people. I'm hopeful. I don't maybe. know. Yeah, maybe. I want these people who aren't watching it. It's not because they don't want to watch NASCAR. It's because they're doing stuff. It's because they're not lonely. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, that's about all I had for Cup besides, you know, things that I want to say for my rapid fire questions. Did you have anything you want to go over? Um, I'm curious about your thoughts. And uh, if this is a rapid fire, then we can wait till then. What do you think about the interaction between the 41 and the 5? Ooh, that that's ended definitely. up causing yeah. Larson to get out of the race. That's a really good call. That's totally worth going into. Um, yeah, they're, I'm a Larson fan for the most part. Definitely lost a little bit of fandom a couple of Easter's ago. Um, you know, we did this mm -hmm. on Easter weekend and everything. But um, mm -hmm. I think that Larson has had a streak specifically since he won but even the season that he won i think he did this once or twice of throwing blocks really late or forcing drivers into positions compromising positions in which he's like you lift or we both wreck let's see what happens it's joey logano does the same thing kyle bush used to do it i don't think he does it as much a lot of guys denny hamlin used to be super bad about this ryan newman obviously we know his story um there's a lot of guys that do race this way and honestly it's it's a competitive advantage in some ways um, and when you've got guys like Priest that haven't raced around him as much, I granted Priest was in cup for a number of years, but Larson wasn't doing this as much then. 
um, yeah, you uh, you run into these situations. The other guy isn't going to lift and eventually gets walled or doored. Um, and uh, when that happens, he wants to pay it back. What I saw on the payback was that Larson did get moved up into the wall. Priest would not admit to it because he doesn't want the Denny Hamlin penalty, you know. Um, yeah. And immediately after it happened, Larson then said something broke on the car. No, when your car goes left and, like, perfectly left and at the same like the right trajectory like it's 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 not increasing going left like it just goes left he tried to door him going into the corner hoping maybe that he would spin priest but he actually hit him kind of like his number essentially which sent him up the track and into the wall and ended his race so uh larson's the the uh, the bad on this i guess is what i'm saying so yeah it was uh yeah i think that the that analysis of it like Larson making those moves of hey if you take this we're both gonna wreck yep that's definitely I think a very important point and yeah you know I think that it's uh it's a worthwhile lesson once in a while to try to wreck the other guy and then end up wrecking yourself yeah yeah uh, um you know sometimes it happens and honestly it's good that it happens at a slow track like this, a relatively slow track like this. There's something I thought almost immediately after it happened was I was like, you know, where's the where's the slight difference here versus what Bubba did to Larson at the end of the season last year, right? Um, yeah. Slower track for sure. There's technically no safer barrier when they do the dirt race, so that kind of sucks. And the fact that he hit him in the door versus like a little bit further back where he would have turned Priest up into the wall – you know, I hate to say you got to play each circumstance like differently, but like if you're gonna if you're gonna penalize people for for uh, uh, what what do they call it hooking a guy right, then you should just probably do it all the time. Um, I think a penalty for Larson would have been acceptable there. So if we're gonna penalize people, I I'm against penalization in general, but we're at this point now, so I just want to yeah. be consistent. So yeah. Um. Let's see, let's see, let's see. I don't think I've got anything else. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Um, I, I think, like, I got to the point where definitely from the end of the second stage on, I was so involved in, like, the race itself and, like, really rooting for Reddick is what, who I wanted to see win um, that that I stopped taking notes. Um, mm-hmm. Really would have loved to see what Reddick would have thrown in there in the final corner. I went back and rewatched yeah. it because, like, they – to NASCAR's credit, they waited so late to throw that caution. Yeah. Like, Reddick went into the corner high and had to break and get out of the lane because Ross was up there. He was going to slam into him. Yeah. Um, and they waited that long to call the caution, which is how they should do it at most tracks. Um, and, and yeah, in that case, like, it maybe, maybe they waited a little too long. But it would have been really interesting because uh, Bell went low. Reddick would have had a lot of speed up top. And... He was right there. I mean, he. I don't think he would have done it, but he would have at least gotten maybe side next next to him before they got to the line. So, yeah, cool. Yeah, good for Bell though. Good win. You know. Yeah, very well done. Um, I think this was a good race. Yeah, same. you know, uh, dirt is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be interesting to see how it would perform at other tracks as well. Um. But I mean, seeing those cars drift is neat. Yeah, yeah it's fun, fun change of pace. Yeah, for sure. Um, one uh, thing... All right, let's crack into some of these storylines. What you got here? Yeah. Uh, so the first one, in fact, I'm just checking Twitter now to make sure that I got the most up to date thing here. 
Um, they started announcing something starting on Sunday, which is that they're doing a for the 75th year. Finally, I was waiting for them to do something with the 75th year. They are adding 25 more greatest of all times. Uh, they had a list of 50 that they came out with back in 1998 at the 50 year anniversary. So they're just adding 25 to it, 75 and 75 years. NBA did something very recent uh, that's exactly the same. Nice. Um, and the very first one that they got to give it to was one of the announcers for that weekend, which was Tony Stewart. Well, well deserved there. Um, that's a that's a shoe in one. Since then, maybe some non shoe ins, but uh, here are the names. Casey Kane, who you got to see his final win at your first time at uh, the Brickyard for Cup, which was cool. Um, Mike Stefanik, who is a big open wheel racer and a very dominant open wheel racer, in my opinion. Very deserved. People just don't know his name because he wasn't a cup driver. And then Randy LaJoy, which is Corey LaJoy's dad. Um, nice. An open uh, uh, a dirt track racer and uh, known for a lot more exploits outside of just NASCAR's main three series. But he raced up there too. So um, those are all good names. The last one um, that was announced earlier today is Kyle Larson. Um, kind of no surprise there, but early on in his career, he's a NASCAR champion. So I wow. guess that makes sense. Cool. Yeah. So. Whoa, he was named as one of the 25 goats? Kyle Larson was? One of, the, one of the 75. They already have 50 on a list. Right. So yeah, like one of the, one of the new, new 25, right? Interesting. Yeah, so. But if cool. Casey Kane's going to make it, then Larson probably deserves to, right? If we're setting yeah. that as yeah. our current, that's where my bar is right now. I'm like, ooh, maybe. Yeah, that's an there. interesting point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, Larson then totally deserves it. And it, it means that you're going to see names like Kyle Bush, Kurt Bush, Elliot, um, like a lot of the names that are Kevin Harvick, Blaney. Martin Truex, like all of these guys that definitely Joey Logano for sure. I think Blaney's going to take five or ten of the slots <laughs> for sure. I don't know that Blaney's going to be. Uh, no, I don't think so. We'll see. He's got he can he can make the the hundred and hundred. You know, yeah, uh, twenty five <laughs> years from now. Um, but yeah, that's uh that's the first point. Uh, what else? What other storylines we got? Uh, Kale Yarbrough's not doing well. Yeah. Really giving me a fun. Um, yeah, I, I'm yeah. going to keep all the depressing ones for you. Um, in fact, let me switch these next two. Uh, no. Um, yeah, just unfortunate. Something that we saw over the weekend is that his daughter tweeted out or messaged out like that he's just not doing well and no calls or visits for now. Um, you know, hoping hoping he's at least comfortable. And, yeah. you know, if it happens, it happens. So Yeah. Getting older is uh, not great times necessarily um this is a bad segue also not great times is getting in a crash uh at dirt racing man that's really i was wondering if how if you were gonna segue that or if i was gonna have to and i didn't want to even segue it yeah it sucks usac racer justin owens dies after injuries during the track championship race at lawrenceburg speedway uh he was 26 um that just sucks it's brutal yeah. um it's a brutal sport i mean it's the you know uh across all the motorsports that's what this podcast is all about we generally talk about life-threatening injuries or deaths once twice three times a year you know um yeah it's just that's just yeah. how it is in, in in motorsports uh they can do the best that they can but you know things still happen so yeah on a lighter note seven winners in eight races you know we have that mm. as a question on our on our I don't forget what I called that. The twenty I'm questions. Get this or prediction wrong. You did. Wait, did you say under or did you say? I said under. I said under. Oh, I did too. I'm gonna be um, wrong. But I feel like the cream has already risen to the top 
and the folks that have won are people that I expect to win multiple times. So, yeah, you know, um, I don't know that we're necessarily wrong yet, but it's interesting given how dominant only a couple few drivers have seemed this year. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. other storylines, no penalties. That's nice. Good Woo! change of pace. First week Everyone's without penalties by the rules. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, sweet. It's dope. I'm glad. Uh, overall, I'm still like, you know, I'm hearing about Denny's penalty in his podcast and hearing about, you know, the, the penalties that have been laid out and people going to, to, uh, what do you call them? Not refute, but like whatever, whatever it's called, challenge the penalty. Um, Hendrick saying they're not going to challenge the penalties that they got, but you know, clearly stating it didn't have a competitive advantage. That was where I think most of the conversation was this week was really around like you're using this panel that keeps changing, that has different prerogatives each week and doesn't have to explain their decisions to anyone. And the notes of which of those meetings aren't shared with anyone. There's no fact checking. There's no, there's no, like there's no true due process. It's almost like a kangaroo court. If, uh, if I can use that phrase correctly, I'll allow it. Yeah. <laughs> but watch yourself, counselor. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's there's no uh, I object in the, the court of, of NASCAR mm-hmm. appeals. Um, and then overall, too, like just the consistency, which we've talked to a lot, is, is still a little infuriating. And, um, yeah, the fact that they're just – they choose – they no longer choose randomly the cars that they bring back to the R&D center. They are allowed to choose whoever they want, and they clearly went after Hendrick after their penalties got reversed and docked the cars that they brought back to the shop. So. Hmm. um yeah i think that's why hendrick accepted it by the way i bet like yeah. they probably would have challenged it but they were like no hendrix they 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 or nascar wants to send a mes- message to us let's just let them have it and let's move on yeah you know yeah so. that makes sense speaking um, of hendrick chase is coming back yeah that's earlier than i expected um yeah. but cool weird to come back with a breaking leg injury at martinsville but maybe he'll be fine so fingers crossed yeah i guess like if anything i applaud his competitive drive because i have to imagine that's the real nature for him wanting to come back um it's the same thing i applauded when kyle bush came back from a slightly more severe injury uh but yeah kudos to you chase i don't know how well you're gonna do this week um and then you have to go to talladega the week after but oh boy yeah, I just hope I mean, you stay I mean, I guess coming back to Talladega would also be pretty rough. Yeah, I guess, so. yeah, it's either sit out two more weeks or at least come back and start, start you know, getting into the, the groove of things. And, and again, you never know. People heal in different ways. Uh, you know, the way that you can wear certain casts sometimes can make you comfortable. Um, yeah. Hopefully he's able to pop a couple painkillers. I know he can't because NASCAR would cheat. Oh, no, he's Chase. They wouldn't test him. He'd be fine. Um <laughs> But, yeah, I hope he's at least comfortable and not killing himself yeah. to get in there. The other chase, by yeah. the way, I don't know if you saw this, he broke his finger um, racing a dirt track race that Kyle Larson won, actually, um, um, earlier, earlier. Oh, that's right. He and, had a um, cast on. Yeah, and like a splint. I had the deal that, like, he'll get the surgery after the race, but he was just like, Doc, let me race this weekend. I'll get yeah. the surgery on Monday. And he raced both the truck and the cup race, uh, which yeah. is – wild i mean again competitive drive there for sure wonder if he blames the the him blatantly taking out ryan blaney at the end of the cup race on the hurt finger or not but nice yeah 
Uh, what we got going on with this upcoming race? We're going to Martinsville. Going to That's Martinsville. Nice. That's yeah, fun. before we just kind of skip over, I just want to say no updates on F1 or anything else because nothing else happened this weekend. It was literally just yeah. cup. Seems like everyone else has a good idea about, oh, we should take Easter weekend off. Um, NASCAR, take the hint. Um, but yeah, NASCAR. we're going to Martinsville, man. Martinsville. Yeah. You've been to Martinsville. Right? Isn't there? Um, no, I've actually there... never been to Martinsville. I really uh, do okay. want to go, though. You know, you know, hot dogs. That's a that's always a big topic. Hot dogs. Um, we're gonna do a drinking game this weekend, just for anyone else that wants to play. Every time they play Ross Chastain's Hail Melon, you have to take a shot. Um, Ooh. Yeah, you might die. Yeah, we'll get in trouble for this. <laughs> like we're legally liable. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, uh, email us a podcast big one if you have legal fees uh, about this. So um, yeah, yeah, we won't do we'll anything talk. about them, but we'll at least tell the rest of the podcasting world that it yeah. happened. So, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it looks like the schedule that we have this weekend is we are there for all three series. So we have truck Friday, um, Friday night at seven thirty Eastern. Um, you know, Martinsville added the 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 lights a uh, number of years ago. Um, and so truck taking advantage of that. It's long John Silver's 250 laps in the first uh, stage, 50 laps in the second stage, and 100 laps in the third stage. Notice that 200 is the laps, not the miles. It's a half mile, so it's actually only 100 miles. Um, Xfinity is Saturday at 7.30, so same time the day after. Call 811.com before you dig 250. Same thing. Laps. What a name. Yeah, I a good love one. it. That's um, good. 60 laps, 60 laps, and 130 laps. And then lastly, we have Cup on Sunday at 3 Eastern, so not using the lights. Uh, the NOCO 400. I don't know what that means. I don't know what NOCO yeah. is. The least explanative, or explanative uh, name yeah, you got of it. them. Um, it's a consumer electronics company. Oh. And they also make automotive chemicals. What a combo. <laughs> Diversify and then expand. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, 80 laps, 100 laps, 220 will take us home. Um, long, long last stage. Wow, that's a really long last stage. Love I like it. it. Yeah. Nice. Um, some previous winners we had in 2022, William Byron. 2021, 2020, and 2019, it was MTJ winning the spring race. Damn. Um, yeah. So uh, he okay. he's pretty good. Pretty good here. Um, yeah. Any Anything else you want to call up before we get to smart heart picks? No, I... I'm I'm ready. I'm going to eat a hot dog, even though it won't be a Martinsville hot dog. I'm going to eat a hot Hell dog this yeah. weekend in celebration. Um, that sounds great. Maybe I'll do that, too. Yeah, sweet. All right, uh, let's jump into our smart and heart picks. Uh, Baby G, not here this weekend, but it's going to be okay because he has taken over the lead. Our overview is that B-Boy picked Joey Logano uh, and Tyler Reddick. Nearly had oh the last boy. place, first place split. Very close. Um, 19.5 average brought my average down quite a bit. Um, new guy, you had Kyle Larson and William Byron. You should have known where Byron finished. Um, (laughs) Kyle Larson wrecked out, finished 35th, uh, was looking good for a lot of the race though. And Byron finished 13th solid, but it means your average was 24 for the weekend. So your streak is not been very good. Um, baby G had the best picks of the weekend. He picked Christopher Bell. Um, piece of shit. which originally I had picked and I picked it out of order and then he copied and whatever. So he gets the win. <laughs> uh, Denny Hamlin was his second pick who finished 22nd. Just not, not a good pick there. Honestly, uh, I could have told him Denny's just not good at dirt. So, 
Um, but that means Baby G now has two wins. B-Boy also has two wins. New guy. How many wins do you have? I forget. Let's let's not talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So <laughs> our standings are as follows. New guy with an average of 17.94. Uh, uh, B-Boy with an average of 14.06. And Baby G is an average of 13.06. By the why way, me? you and I have been doing this for a number of years. We've been doing Smart and Heart, everything. But I think last year, I think we skipped a year. But, like, this seems really high, right? Like, our averages were normally in the 10s, like in below 10 normally, right? Yeah, I think so. Just getting hard. I'm dumb. <laughs> that too, yeah. that's. Uh... I'm so bad at gambling on sports i'm really bad at gambling on horses Mm. racing gambling is one of my weakest skills as a human being all right everyone you heard it please but also you're going down yeah please hit us up on the podcast at podcast big one on on twitter and tell new guy what he should bet on so we can just give me advice feel good you know he needs to feel good confidence give me advice or say nice things about me either way yeah the, they, they either one help. works yeah um all right well that takes us into actually making our smart and heart picks uh new guy you get to go first since you're last wow uh that's so bittersweet um i'm going to pick for my smart pick hold on let me actually crack open the rankings so that i don't be a dingus <laughs> uh martin tricks jr yeah, that seems like a super solid pick. Is he? Yeah, he Thank is in you. the top 10. Yep, so good pick. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Kyle Larson. Nice. That seems like a smart pick. Uh, for my heart pick, I am going to go with William Bartholomew Byron. That's a really good one. Second week in Thank a row you. that you picked him as your uh, heart pick. Don't um, fuck it up, right. William. Yeah, you're really taking advantage of his penalty, 60-point penalty that he got a yeah, couple weeks ago. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to. Um, Man, it's it's so hard not to pick. Yeah, I'm going to go with Bowman. It's so hard not to pick a Hendrick Chevy. You know, it, it just at this point yeah. in the season and Martinsville, it just feels, it feels yeah. like the right one. Um. I doubt uh, Baby G will listen to this before he gets to make his pick, but I was close yeah, to Denny yeah. Hamlin. I feel like this is going to be where Hamlin turns it on these next few weeks. Maybe not tell it. Well, actually, he's good at uh, super super speedways, but I feel like I feel like he's gonna he's gonna turn it on here in a second. So, what if Ricky wins every super speedway this year? That would be awesome. Yeah, Dale Junior. Basically, I would have a lot of time for it. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, he had a really good finish. I, I forget. Did he finish? He finished top five. Maybe last weekend at the dirt race. Oh, nice! That's yeah. cool. Yeah, just came on really late. And did really well. Um, nice. But cool, cool. All right. Well, that's our smart and heart picks. I think that takes us through our weekend in review and brings us into rapid fire. <laughs> All right, you got. You want to go first? Yeah. Where do you think Bubba's career is going to go from here? Mm, man, dreaded question. Um, honestly, I think he will stay on, well, he just got re-signed what to maybe, we don't know the length, but probably like a three-year contract with, um, with 2311. If, well, you're just asking me, so I'm not going to do any ifs. I'll say, I think that he starts making the playoffs starting this year, 
probably gets a renewed contract for an extra year or two. But at that point, he will not have performed well enough and will be being outperformed by Tyler Reddick and potentially another driver if they expand to three yeah. teams that he will end up going somewhere else. But I do think that he has enough support and that winning a couple races, making the playoffs and stuff will give him a ride in cup for another decade. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it really, this year is going to matter so much with the way that he has really been doubting himself and the negative comments he's been making towards himself. Like, yeah, that's not a sign of a great psyche and you need to be, I mean, I think you need to be in a healthy mental spot to be able to be like consistently successful. So I think it's really going to come largely down to whether or not he's able to win a couple races this year, at least one. Yeah. And um, I think he will. I think yeah. I think we're going to get we well, actually in the same way that I was saying we're entering like a nice streak of races for Hamlin, we're entering into a really nice streak of races for Bubba. Martinsville's potentially his his best race track. It's really good at the super speedways. And then we're going to get out to these mile and a halfs where specifically the 2311 Toyotas uh, have shown a lot of speed. Uh, Kansas is where he won last year. Um, so, you know, that's they're coming up soon. So, yeah, the summer could be really, really good for him. That said, he has to outrun Tyler Reddick in the same car. And that's going to be really tough. So, yeah. Boy, oh, boy. Yep. Um, all right. Mine closed. But, yeah, just uh, do we return to dirt? Should we return Next to year? dirt? Yeah. Um, and if so, in what capacity, I guess? I think they're just going to do the same thing. Yeah. Especially if Bristol, if the attendance was higher than last year, I think they'll come back. Yeah. I think so, too. I think, like, I hate to break this to a lot of folks, but it needs to be said, if you have a delusion that Bristol will have two concrete races on the NASCAR schedule in the next several years, you are delusional. That said, if the spring ra- or the fall race this year is that much better with the, the new short track package, maybe the the night race starts selling out to 160,000 people again, they do bring it back. Um, but it's either dirt at Bristol or maybe dirt at another track. But I don't know that there are other dirt tracks that, one, have the banking or are large enough for cup cars to compete well. Or two, have the facilities for a NASCAR Cup Series type of crowd. Um, so I really think it's either Bristol for dirt or no Bristol or and no dirt. Um, so that's where yeah, I'm, I'm curious if like if they would be able to do dirt at a more flat track. I think a yeah. flatter track is fine if it's a larger track. There are dirt tracks that are a mile and a half two miles like really big dirt tracks i feel like the hard part is the logistics of turning a track into a dirt track oh sorry i mean like already like they're they are dirt tracks oh that's so that's why i'm saying that i'm like i'm i'm skeptical that they would turn a mile and a half track into one oh yeah into a dirt track yeah just because the logistics of it would be so difficult so it's basically only short tracks that they would turn into Mm -hmm. dirt tracks i think and I'm not sure whether or not, like, I'm, I don't know enough about dirt racing to know how necessary the banking is yeah, for and the it, racing to be Again, good. I think it just, it's the cars. It's like yeah. the ability for the cars and the cup cars are just not set up in a way that they, they turn the back end and they turn the car right and they, they kick the back end out and you get that bite from, from getting off the corner because of that. 
It just the cup cars never, it's not ever going to be designed that way ever again. It's almost like if NASCAR wants to do dirt, we should use a totally different type of car, <laughs> um, which would be really gimmicky and really novel. Yeah. Um, and as much as I do think for me, the novelty of dirt has worn off. I know what to expect now when we go to dirt every week, every year. Um, I thought that this race was good enough to deserve another shot, at least one more year. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't really, I mean, Bristol is cool, mm-hmm. and the the concrete racing there is cool, but I think, you know, you made a good point that there it still is a wreck fest. Yeah, uh, no matter what. And it's just, like, different, it's different kinds, sure, and the racing is different, but, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm really excited to see what we get out of Martinsville this week with the short yeah. track package. Martinsville yeah. was terrible last year, so I hope it's better. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um. All right. I have a question that is less serious than my previous one. Nice. Uh. Okay. So one of the things that is getting frustrating that we talk about week after week is the questionable yellow flags the NASCAR mm-hmm. throws, and we also have stages where they throw a yellow flag and group the cars back up together. How would you feel if NASCAR just did away with faking it and did away with like slyly trying to be like, oh, no, there's debris on the track. We got to throw a caution. And NASCAR just gets the ability to throw debris on the track. <laughs> I mean, they litter that track with they debris. Just do it whenever and they they're want. like, sorry, guys, there's like a full tire wall blocking the track. We have to throw the yellow. Yeah. It's uh, it's you remember those Buffalo Wild Wing commercials from way back when, where like they would have a button that they could hit, and it would like do like they would throw a flag and like make the game uh, go to overtime yeah. or whatever. It's yeah. like NASCAR has one of those buttons sitting in a Buffalo Wild Wing somewhere. I yeah. as you were saying that, I thought you were gonna go this way with the question, so I'm gonna answer your Please. question with a question, which is just like, what if NASCAR threw fan votes out there to throw cautions at a certain point in the race, and like like you could be like. At 20 to go, should we throw a caution? And people vote yes or no. And it's entirely based on, like, who's leading. If Chase is yeah, leading, it's going to yeah. be a no, you know? It's a popularity <laughs> contest. Abstracted one step away. Oh, man. But We're so close to it. I would be here for it for an exhibition race. Yeah. Well, and also... I think that would be awesome. The consistency of it all and just knowing that you're, like, you know, you're Kyle Busch and you know you're going to have to win it again with 20 to go. Yeah is is something that i'm sure kyle uh, would prefer over the they made up something just to throw the caution anyway i think you know i, I i've got an idea for adding on to this mm-hmm. which is that like you know 20 laps out they start giving drivers two laps worth of airtime to make their case and so the drivers are not only having to drive cars at 150 miles speeches. an hour; they're also having to make campaign speeches as to why I love it. A caution should not or should be thrown. More social interaction, please. Yeah, love it. Yeah, that would be great. All right. Well, my last rapid fire question honestly has nothing to do with NASCAR because I came up with it and uh, I I wanted to ask it. So, wings, flats, or drums? Blue cheese or ranch, and favorite flavors. Um, flats. Uh, I like the mechanics of taking the bone out and then eating 
the rest of it on that one bone. Mm. It's satisfying. So you're not There's like a one side then it. the other side flat eater. No. You're, but you're not one of the like hole in the mouth and pull out with your teeth either. You're a pull uh, apart kind of person. It depends on the wings. It mm. depends on the size. True. And how much, how fall off the bone it is. True. Yeah. Sometimes you get them out of the smoker and you can just like smack them on a you know a, a, a plate and it'll explode and you'll just have the meat yeah. sitting there. It's great. Um, I don't like blue cheese. Mm. Uh, I feel like I knew that about you, but yeah, I would say it's one of my biggest flaws. I was gonna say I like you anyway, so that really means a lot. (laughs) Uh, and favorite flavors? Uh, definitely buffalo. And it's honestly buffalo is my fave. Yeah. Nice. Uh, it is far and away above the other flavors. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I would say I like the Parmesan one, I think. Garlic parm. Yeah. Teriyaki type stuff can be fun as well, but honestly, you can't beat a buffalo. Half of it buff. What's the, what's the spice level on a, a one to 10 scale on your buffalo? What are you looking for? Uh, like a six. Okay. Just seven. enough that you're going to feel it on the tongue afterwards. I want it to get un, like right on the border of uncomfortably hot. Yeah. I want the ranch to not only serve a delicious purpose, but also a functional purpose. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have your nose run a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Give me your answers to these questions. As for well. sure. These are important. Yeah. So for me, if the wing is small, it's flats. If the wing is big, like you get those jumbo ones, like drums, for sure drums. Um, that's just, okay. it depends on the size. Yeah. Um, I'm a blue cheese guy. I, I'm fine with ranch. I don't hate ranch or anything. I'm just, mm-hmm. I prefer the taste of blue cheese. Yeah. Chunkier and that's something the I respect about you. Thanks, man. Sure. Yeah, I can really go out there. I like mold <laughs> in my shit. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, flavors, man. I'm, I'm from Atlanta, so like I'm used to like mixing flavors to get the right perfect combination so like a lemon pepper teriyaki buffalo is like that's the that's the peak of existence in my opinion okay it's the mixture cool. of the three flavors um but yeah normally go to places buffalo and garlic parm are the standbys yeah. the easy ones this place that i go to on wing wednesdays here first off 55 cents a wing this is a west coast wing nothing should be 55 cents ever out here at all i don't know how this place makes money but they do it on wednesday nights and it's great had 32 wings last night. It was awesome. Amazing. And, uh, yeah, four to four different flavors. But uh, what I love is their garlic parmesan actually has thinly sliced garlic, like fresh garlic on it. It is so fucking good. I'm, like, shoveling the stuff that's fallen off the wing onto the wing yeah. to get the great bites, you know. Oh, I love it. That's good flavoring. So good. I also really like a jerk. Yeah, a uh, Cajun or jerk, yeah. If, Cajun if or jerk. They do a good, a yeah. time for it. can be really good, yeah. yeah. Not just yeah. the store bought dollar. I like Cajun anything. Yeah, dry rub, dry rub wings, especially for grilled wings, are are yeah. hard to beat. Really yeah. good. I was just talking to uh, while I was hanging out on my buddy's uh, roof grilling out. I was talking about how I realized that I think gumbo is one of my favorite foods. I don't eat it often, but man, I've got so much time for gumbo. Cajun and mm. Creole foods are really high in the list for me um in terms of like my favorites i would say like i'm a thai and mexican are generally my favorites they're things that i cook at home and go out to get um which yeah. is, is the best of both worlds um yeah. creole or cajun type foods are things that i love to buy but i don't make at home very often um yeah. 
but the the flavor of just like butter and heavy seasoning i mean it's what makes nashville hot so good right like it's just it's just so fucking good um i challenge you to try to find because chicago has some of the best food in america in my opinion um to try and find viet cajun food in chicago and go have that um, what kind of Cajun food? Viet Cajun. So Vietnam Ooh. Cajun. It's uh, okay. very popular around Houston. Um, for those that don't know, a little Southern history for you. That's what you get with the Big One podcast sometimes. Um, the Vietnamese uh, had settled in the New Orleans and Louisiana area originally when they came to America. But the KKK started um, one of their earliest you know, forms was in New Orleans. And they forced all the Vietnamese fishermen and stuff out. And they all went to Houston. And in Houston, Uh that's where they still had a Creole and Cajun and French influence. But it was so much more influenced by the Vietnamese fishermen that had originally been in New Orleans and brought it there. And if you're ever in Houston, Viet Cajun is what you get when you get Cajun food. And it's the best. So good. Nice. Yep. Man, I don't like these KKK guys. Uh, Nobody does. Well, actually, we're on a NASCAR podcast, so... Rut row. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I guess we're like, we have Nazis now um, showing up to fucking events and stuff. Yeah. More than we have, you know. I'm going to laugh at them next time yeah. and see how that goes over. Uh, I like the, the tact of that guy at Daytona this year that just punched one of them in the face. That's, uh, oh, that hell yeah. Fantastic. What a um, guy. Yeah. That rules. So cool. That, I think that brings us to the end of Rapid Fire. <laughs> went a little off topic but we made it it's okay i like the direction of this turning into a food podcast ah my dreams coming true yeah um well let's talk a little standings with new guy reads the standings all right starting off in first place uh bolstered by a win at bristol uh christopher bell with Mm -hmm. 281 points 13 points behind him is ross chastain followed by kevin harvick kyle larson and then tyler reddick in fifth place 46 points behind the leader then we have kyle bush in sixth martin Truex jr followed by joey logano brad kozlowski and then my boy ryan the handsome hair man blaney in 10th place with 211 points followed by alex bowman then denny hamlin Handsome Ricky Stenhouse Mullet Man Jr. with 194 points. That is 87 points behind the leader. Followed by William Byron, Austin Sendrick, and then rounding out the top 16, Chris Busher. Yep, and uh, no winners outside the top 16, so that is who makes the playoffs if it ended today. Michael McDowell, one point out. Having a good having a good start to the year for him. Yeah. Um, just like, I mean, since they won Daytona, just to talk on him for a second. Since they won Daytona, man, they've been consistent. They're right there, like like each year. Um, yeah. Something about that bump. And look at Ricky Stenhouse. Wins it this year. Currently 13th. Again, a top five last week. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other things that's I cool. note here, as you said, Bell took over the lead. Chastain had a wreck in the final lap. And I don't know how many positions he lost from that, but he might have still been the points leader coming out of uh, Bristol Dirt. So he's having a hell of a start to the year. Um you know, got to call my out. number one piece of advice: yeah. don't 
wreck. Don't wreck, yeah, if you can uh, prevent it. I loved how many people were so upset about the end of the race, and they were like, yeah, fucking Chastain. And then they show the replay, and Chastain gets, like, bulldozed by two other guys that are already <laughs> wrecking. And he's like, I couldn't drive the car afterwards. Uh-huh. It's like, what did you want me to do? <laughs> um, it's just so so funny that he just, he just beckons hate right now. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the last thing I'll call out is about my boo. Tyler Reddick was 25th. I had to look it up. He was uh, 25th in points four races ago. He is now fifth nice. in points, uh, 46 behind the leader. He's been on a tear. Uh, oh, yeah. I think he's finished top five the last four races, uh, which is crazy. Really good yeah. Really good turnaround. In fact, actually now looking at it, he has the most top – oh, no, Christopher Bell has the most top fives than Tyler Reddick. But, hell, Christopher Bell has more top fives than the rest of his teammates combined. Um, that's impressive. Wow. Well done, Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of impressive, that's been the podcast. Yeah. Nice. nice uh, you got anything else you want to harp on before we get out of here? Man, I did all these food things come to mind, but I'll save them mm. for next week for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, if you have any food suggestions, please tweet us at podcast big one or email us at podcast big one at gmail.com. You can also reach me at Chili's sucks at thank goodness it is Fridays.com. Um, and that's about it. That's I've been it. new guy. I've been B boy. Bye bye. <laughs>